0: You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. Welcome to Dental Talk, I'm Dr. Phil Klein. Today we'll be discussing the importance of warming composites and how it benefits the patient and the clinician. Our guest is Larry Clark, who has been involved in the development, research, and marketing of dental restoratives for more than 40 years. Larry will give us his perspective on modern-day composites and tell us why he believes every dentist should consider warming composites as part of the direct restorative procedure. Larry, it's a pleasure to have you on Dental Talk.
1: Hey, thank you, Phil. It's great to be here, and I'm looking forward to this time.
0: When did warming of composites first occur commercially, and why did they develop?
1: Well, commercially, you know, as uh, Ron Caminier and Todd Snyder and many have said over this last uh, year and a half that I've been watching and listening to Viva Learning, it could have started with uh, coffee warmers. It could have started with uh, hot water, you know, dentists uh, becoming creative and thinking, hey, if I put my syringe or my compule into warm water, can I soften it up a little bit so I can inject it? At incorporation, of course, about 20, uh, just over. 20 years ago brought out the first, if you will, medical device that is especially designed for warming composites. And in fact, uh, it has three temperatures that it utilizes so that uh, the calcets could actually be used for warming anesthetic in addition to composites. As composites were shifting, they were going from syringes to the compules or the capsules, if you will, And so different um, trays had to be developed to go with the Calset heater, which has been the gold standard in all research up to this point uh, as a uh, official dental composite warmer, if you will. And Adent, in, uh, Dr. Josh Friedman developed that product, as I said before, a little over 20 years ago. The only improvements to the product that have taken place have been, you know, as delivery systems have changed, uh, dispensing guns, different sizes of syringe, compils, more compules. Uh Dr. Jeff Brucia introduced the idea of actually warming your restorations with silane in them before they were placed or crowns before cementation. So there's a number of different trays that fit on the Calset warmer now that uh, meet various kinds of needs, uh, not just uh, warming composites.
0: As you said, Viva Learning has had a lot of content on warming composites uh, related to placement of them. And then they get back to room temperature where they can continue on with the procedure. There's obviously a trend moving in the direction of clinicians using warm composites. So what are the things we should know about the benefits?
1: Well, the benefits are more more than one would think. I know when I first discovered them, uh, I was a uh, technical representative for Premier Espe in 1981. And I first encountered the warming of composites from Ivoclar in a lab processing device. And uh, the product from ESPI at the time was light activated in a vacuum. But the physical properties of the composite were much uh, developed by uh, Ivoclar were superior. And it had almost everything to do with the fact that the, their product was warmed or heated, if you will. And what I, in my own research, I found out that there was all kinds of aspects that affected any kind of dental material, uh, composites specifically. Today, most dentists, when they think of warming, they think of increasing the, the flow of the composites. You know uh, dentists like david Dr. David Clark, um, who invented the term, if you will, injection molding using calset compo- uh, devices at that time, was able to show how you could use heavily filled composites, not micro or not uh, flowables, and i should I should uh, discern the differences of those two materials. But in other words, you could take a high viscosity material that has much higher loading of fillers, thus less shrinkage and warm it and be able to inject it into very tiny spaces. As most of the clinicians point out, especially deep in boxes at the cervical margin, where a dentist would typically place a flowable, um, now you could put these high, highly converted, uh, uh, stronger materials, especially at a place where there's m- much more stress um, and have more confidence. So the, the first thing that most dentists think about is increasing the flow, which is great you know, for handling characteristics and so on. Probably the most important part really is the increase of monomer conversion. In other words, uh, creating more cross-linking within the composite. You know, it's funny. um, I used to spend a lot of time explaining to dentists how to repair composites that had chipped or you know, fractured or something like this. And one of the things as a manufacturer that we kind of rely on was, you know, the um, composites never convert a hundred percent. So there's always some some material that never converted or never formed double bonds. And that's what you bond to when you actually try to repair a, a composite. So like in Dr. Snyder's lecture last night, he talked about some lab processing composites that use heat and warming and uh, he said the biggest problem with them was he couldn't bond to them because they were so highly converted. Well dental composites that we use in the mouth are not so converted but warming definitely increases that conversion of the monomer which increases the uh, not just all the physical properties of the material but adds other attributes. Some of which many of the key opinion leaders don't really talk about much. One of which is decreasing the time of cure, which you know, every you know, right now uh, I see lectures. You know, obviously most uh, most recommendations are to cure for 20 seconds, but we all know that because dentists are kind of like belt and suspenders type people, you know, they're not just caring for the occlusal area, they're also curing from the buccal and the lingual area because they're concerned, you know, about making sure that the bottom of their especially bulk-filled restorations are being polymerized. And so when you warm a composite, you're actually enhancing the ability of the lights to cure deeper. And you also can do that in a shorter period of time. And there's been several uh, studies to prove this that you can basically cure almost in five and cure in five seconds, and achieve the same depth of cure that you would at 20
0: seconds. So let me ask you this: How warm is the composite getting in order for us to glean these advantages that you're discussing?
1: Well, we're basically um, bringing it up to about 155 degrees, and um, from uh, and everything that is done in comparison to um, you know warm composite is, is compared to body temperature at 37 C. So 155 seems to be the uh, the sweet spot uh, that uh, almost all of the research has uh, been geared to.
0: And the device that Aden has, how does that work with warming composites in the various formats that composite comes in?
1: Um. Well, there's a bit, uh, as far as the device itself, it has a base that has uh, um, a very sophisticated uh, thermal activity in it, so it's constantly monitoring the uh, monitoring the temperatures, and it can work with either syringes and or capsules and or uh, hand instruments even. Uh, because as uh, many clinicians point out, if you warm these, uh, these hand instruments in the warmer and then you go to uh, actually sculpt or uh, work in the adaptation procedure of a deep, deep restoration, it's like a, a hot knife and butter. You can actually uh, sculpt, if you will, without stickiness, which tends to be a problem. Uh, for dentists
0: and the research makes it clear that this raise in temperature of the composite is completely harmless to the pulp
1: that's correct yeah dr fred rugerberg and uh out of out of georgia um dr braga out of brazil others uh have all shown the same data there's there's no effect at the pulp and in fact they will tell you uh you can talk to richard price even Uh, Up at Dalhousie, they'll tell you that uh, the curing lights today have more opportunity to cause damage than what warming composites will.
0: So when the composite is warmed, it's placed into the tooth preparation, and that gives it that additional flowability, that lower Mm -hmm. viscosity, so you get better adaptation. At what point, typically, does the operator have the ability to start sculpting the material as far as workflow?
1: Um, well, the, you know it's interesting. You know, I, I listened to the or excuse me, the vocal presentation as well, and they say that I think it's around 15 seconds, and and our data shows it's about the same with every composite that it's uh, almost uh, gone back to its original state that quickly. So it's 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 reasonably fast
0: in 15 seconds from the time the composite hits the tooth structure. You're saying that it's. At the same temperature that it would be if you did not use a warmer.
1: Very close to that, yes.
0: Wow. That's fast.
1: Yeah, and it's, you know, one of the advantages of it, are, you know, if you talk to clinicians, you know, I was talking to Dr. Art Volker recently and he said the dentist can really pick up time. It's not so much in the dispensing. Yes, that is faster and flowable and so on, but it's actually in the adaptation phase that's where it takes time to make sure that you're getting the material properly placed against the matrix or in the bo- deep in the box or up the axial walls. I think uh, warming can benefit both just in the, flow, in the flow and also in adaptation.
0: Yeah, so my last question was going to be, and it still is, I'm going to ask it, will the addition of warming a composite to the restorative workflow add time to a clinical procedure?
1: Maybe in the beginning if you're brand new to it, you know, uh, that's up to you and the communication between you and the dental assistant. But, um, you know, our feedback is it actually saves time, saves time in a number of ways. You know, for example, articles written by Pascal Manier and and others, Greg Helvey, uh, others that talk about using warm composites for cementing inlays, onlays, veneers. Uh, things like that, the real benefit is in the cleanup and that uh, it saves a ton of time because you're not working with the material that's setting up, you're working with material that's just changing consistency. And so it takes a lot of stress off the dentist while they're cleaning up the margins.
0: Fantastic podcast. I really appreciate it, Larry. Great insight into the whole concept of warming composites. It's certainly a trend that's building among dental practitioners. We hear More and more dentists and key opinion leaders talking about it. And I know Adent, which is a very innovative company, maybe not as well known as like companies like Voco or 3M or one of these gigantic operations, but Adent has some phenomenal products and we do appreciate their support, their CE support for this podcast and the webinar that was given last night, December 14th, 2022. The title of it is Enhanced Properties and Placement Simplifications of Composite Resins. Very, very good webinar, and we encourage everyone to log in to VivaLearning.com. Just type in Snyder, S-N-Y-D-E-R, and that webinar will come up, and it's certainly worth watching. Uh, Larry, again, great having you on the program. If anybody's interested in learning more about ADEN products, you can look them up on Google, A-D-D-E-N-T. Larry, thanks so much for being with us.
1: Thank you, Phil, for all you do, uh, educating us all.